the Jiggy Jaguar radio program continues. Yes, indeed does. On 50 plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world, iHeartRadio as well, Access TV nationwide. I felt like the, uh, was it the Doobie Brothers? Was it the Doobie Brothers that said that? I don't know. I don't think it was the Doobie Brothers that said that. Was it Z? It's the ZZ Top. That's who says it. The ZZ Top. Not to be confused with just ZZ Top. I don't know. Get a hold of us online, JiggyJaguar.com. The app is available 24-7 at JiggyJaguar.com. Trying to get some things positioned here on the television side. We have a brand new marketing partner we want to tell you about here, Transmedia Worldwide. These folks are fantastic. And where's my graphic? (laughs) Yes! I love live radio. (laughs) Get hold of us online, JiggyJaguar.com. And uh, we are doing all sorts of things. Trying to get all sorts of things figured out. And uh, I just I just love it. It's, it's quite the deal. Quite the deal. What is going on here? I don't know. An invalid source. That's always good. Yep, an invalid source. Well, whatever. Uh, iHeartRadio, AMFM247.com. Tune in, iTunes. Of course, Radio Loyalty. Why do I always say Radio Loyalty? It's like ingrained in my brain. That's pretty much what it is. But uh, we have got a brand new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide, My Computer Language Journey. That's right, Computer Language Journey. This is a foundation about programming course. It's by Mohamed Jidan Dajadin from uh, St. Etienne, France. Computer Language Journey. Check it out on Indiegogo.com. That's I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O.com. Search my computer language journey. Let's tell you a little bit about this. Uh, They have a lot of good supporters over there. And uh, this gentleman studied carpentry for two years after college, then worked for three years as a carpenter and then was a security trainer for logistics. He's a... Started to interest uh, computers and phones, and uh, he started building computers. And uh, just read his full story. You've got to read his full story over there at Indiegogo.com. Check out I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O.com. Search my computer language journey and tell him you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. Check it out today. My computer language. Gary. There's Gary. How are you? It's James Lowe calling you for your radio interview. How are you, sir? Good. How are you? Pretty good, actually. We have got a great guest with us today. Gary S. Goldman is with us. He's the nationally recognized host of Business and Politics and Lifestyles, a weekly talk show airing on WCRN 830 in the Metro Boston area. And uh, he is kind of our go-to for uh, some, some of the craziness that goes on out there in the world. Any, any Anytime something uh, odd or something uh, strange happens in the world of politics, we, we dial up Gary on the horn. And uh, Gary joins us today. Today here on Skype Audio. Um, does Joe Biden have the balls to call his fellow Democrats socialists is the topic today. And uh, I'll tell you, this this is... <laughs> Joe Biden is as much like uh, Hillary was when she ran the second time. She's taking bribes. She's taking all sorts of money from all sorts of people. He's, he's, he's following in the great tradition. Um, <laughs> but uh, he is in a Democratic field that is made up of progressive and crazies like Beto and uh, all these others. Um, give me your thoughts here. Does Joe Biden have the balls to call his fellow Democrats socialists? 
No, he does not. He will play it as long as he can on the road, so long as he's by himself. Once he has to start dealing one-on-one, whether it's uh, debates with other candidates, he's going to have to make a decision. I don't think this progressive movement within the, the, within the left is going to let him get away very easily. Um, he may enjoy his time now, but he will, he will never, never come out and say anything um, about this crazy movement to the left currently. He, he just has a way of squirming around everything, but sooner or later it's going to catch up with him. We have got a great guest with us today. Of course, uh, check out uh, Gary on WCRN 830 each and every week. And uh, he joins us live here in our broadcast. Biden uh, is uh, just... <laughs> I don't even know why he is running. Um, yeah. I, I, I just... <laughs> This this whole thing, uh, all the way back, uh, has been so screwed up because originally it should have been probably Hillary running before Obama, and then then we had uh, after Obama we had Biden break the tradition of the the vice president running because Hillary had to run; she was the one that was that was next in line. <laughs> Now, uh, worst to first, as I call him, is is now uh, now running, and he's doing the classic. I got to sell out to everybody I possibly can. Yeah. I've got to take everybody's money, uh, and and this and this always happens. We this this is such a uh, I guess a tradition in politics. Um, you you had uh, John McCain back in the day when he ran against Bush after he got defeated by Bush, and then he ran against Obama. He did the exact same thing. Mitt Romney did that. Um, Hillary even did that, but Hillary did it to a uh, huge huge thing, and now Joe Biden is doing. It. Why is it that these that these guys and these girls, once they get they get a chance the second time around, they're like, "Yeah, I'm just going to take money from anybody and everybody, and I am just going to do whatever you guys want." You know, one of the reasons they're never held accountable for anything that they do it's it's become, you know, it's laughable the whole situation. But you know, Joe Biden, when you when you really look at his record, there, there's nothing there that would make me want him to be running our country. And look at, I think at some point you got to look at everyone's moral and ethical compass. And I think Joe has some problems, some stuff he's done with his son in China. Um, there's a lot of stuff there, but they, you know they 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 seem to forego a, a presidential run to let someone else do it, and then they come back with the attitude: if I don't make it, at least I've filled my pockets with all sorts of money. And that's what you know. Well, that's what it comes that. down to. That's what it has come down to. And I think Biden's doing. Joe Biden's doing the same thing, but uh, you know he's he again he can have a little fun out there now. But the, the Democratic Party has some serious issues. It's splintered, and there's a group on the left there that is so far to the left. And look, at they've said it all along. They don't want a white, old, white male running for, you know, president. Joe Biden, old, white male. You know, Bernie Sanders, old, white male. And I wouldn't rule, even though the press is starting to uh, rule Bernie out. Believe me, I have no love affair for Bernie, but I wouldn't rule him out yet. Well, and see that this this is the thing that I always think about when the press and everybody jumps in there because oh my God, Bernie is going to upset their apple cart if they get if if he gets anywhere near being the president. They he is going to make sure that uh, the uh, the consultants and 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 everybody else is uh, is is not going to get their checks anymore. It's going to be quite the deal. And I always find it funny when something like a Joe Biden. Biden comes along, and all of a sudden the media is like, "Oh my God!" You know, uh, he's he's more popular than Bernie, and it's like, I got news for you: Bernie Sanders is the most popular politician in the United States. Joe Biden is not going to touch this guy. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Right, and, and Biden needs to run. You know, tell me the platform you know that you're running on, rather than um, you know what you're running against. Tell me, tell me. You know, let's talk immigration. Don't tell me you're running against Donald Trump. We know who you're running against. Tell us what your platform, and you know the mainstream media is never going to hold Biden. They're going to give him a free pass as long as they can, and that's the problem today. 
It is a great guest with us today. Gary S. Goldman is with us, the nationally recognized host of Business and Politics and Lifestyles, a weekly talk program airing on WCRN 830 in the metro Boston area. Now, what, what do people in the, the metro Boston area think of uh, old worst to first running for president? They, you, they love Joe Biden. Look, at, I have many friends that when they, they couldn't wait for Joe Biden to run in the race, jump in the race. And I'm like, why? What, what is it about this guy that, I mean, I, look, at you've got 20-something candidates. What is it? What sets Joe apart from the other 20? And, if, you know, magically they think he, there's a lot of uh, wealth, meaning knowledge behind him and policies that he's at, put together and laws or whatever and he's way out of they're way out of touch they're buying a facade when they think about joe biden and again you know a lot of them just look at there are a lot of people there in massachusetts that just do not not like donald trump and uh they're not crazy about all of those running on the left and joe they think is going to be the savior for those on the left i don't think he's going to get that far but they definitely love there's a love affair for joe biden within the state we have got a great guest with us today. Gary S. Goldman is with us. He joins us live here in our broadcast talking about Joe Biden and uh, running for president. Uh, what what kind of got him in to the mix after for so long uh, he he didn't want to run? I, I, I don't really think it's the corporate Democrats that are trying to get Biden out there because they've got guys like Beto that they're all in love with. Uh, right. What what got Joe Biden uh, to do this? I, I honestly believe it's one of these situations where he listened to some people, and um, in his own mind, he you know another Hillary thought process here. I'm going to I'm going to jump in the race. They're going to love me because I'm Joe Biden because I'm Hillary Clinton, and they're going to pull me through to the finish line. Not taking into account the fact that. Um, I'd be looking at Hillary. And number two, I think, you know, Joe's got some baggage with this whole investigation that's going to go on into the Russian collusion that may fall into some of Obama administration that will, you know, deem him somewhat guilty in this whole matter as well. But I just, I honestly believe he talked himself into this listening to groups of people. And I do believe he really thinks he can pull this off. I don't see it happening, but I think that's his mindset. We have got a great guest with us today. Gary S. Goldman is with us, nationally recognized host of Business and Politics and Lifestyles, a weekly talk show airing on WCRN 830 in the metro Boston area. And he joins us live today talking about Joe Biden running for president. Now, a lot of folks are excited because they think they're going to get the Joe Biden that uh, was on uh, Bill Maher's show uh, back in the day. Uh, they think they're going to get the Joe Biden before he became the VP. They think they're going to get the Joe Biden that's going to go out there and want to take on Trump. Uh, I don't think they're going to get that version of Joe Biden. Well, well, what do you think? No, I don't think they're going to get that version of Joe Biden. And, for, and look at time passes. We all change. Um, a lot of people think also they're going to get, um, you know, Barack Obama, you know, the next version of Barack Obama, because they feel he was so entrenched with the Obama administration. That's not going to happen. And I don't think Joe Biden could last one debate, will last one debate um, with Donald Trump on the stage, because Donald Trump will go after him. He'll have him mentally exhausted well before a debate, <laughs> because they're not going to, you know, you always wonder what Trump, President Trump's going to say. And I don't think um, Joe Biden is of that mind and character to be able to tolerate that. And, uh, and not, you know, that's not, I'm not trying to diminish him in, in any way, except that, he, first of all, you've got to be quick, you've got to be on your feet, you've got to understand the issues, and um, just smiling and trying to squirt around the issues is not going to work anymore with the American people, especially if you're having a debate with uh, Donald Trump. Well, see, the Joe Biden that I I always had hoped was going to run for president was the Joe Biden that was around before he became the VP. The Joe Biden who had all these, you know, common sense ideas where he's like, well, you've got to fix the infrastructure and the roads and the bridges and you got to make sure people have a livable wage. And, and he had all these he had all these ideas that that people could get behind. But uh, now you've got the Joe Biden who is like, hey, um, who wants to give me money? I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll talk for you and put you over if you want to give me some cash. And it's like, yeah. Well, I think he I think he learned a lot from being with President Obama that I can get as much out of this without really exerting myself. 
The Obama administration did nothing for this country. And if you look at Biden, he's probably saying, why, why am I going to, you know, I can talk about the infrastructure. I can talk about, you know, the border to some degree. But why kill myself? Look at how you can succeed without really, you know, putting yourself out there, which is a horrible, horrible, when you think about it, you know, who would ever thought it, we always knew American politics had some problems, but to that degree, it's very concerning to think about exactly what you said. The old Joe Biden was a fighter. I don't think Joe Biden is a fighter anymore, nor do I think he has the energy to fight anymore. We have got a uh, great guest with us today. Gary S. Goldman is with us. He joins us live. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I find just absolutely a disaster for Joe Biden is he's planning to allow the media access to all of his fundraising events because he wants to show a transparency designed to address the Democratic base's increasing discomfort with the role of big money donors in politics. So essentially you're going to let you're going to let the media come in and cover uh him going up there and putting over the people that are giving him money. <laughs> it's like what? Why would you do this? Yeah, he, I mean look at there's no shame on the part of Biden and many others. They have no, they have no problem, no problem with this and it's look at it's it is all about the money and it's oh, all yeah. about it's all about how much look at if this fails and I don't become president how much money can I have if I protected my family have I have I made enough to move them along or is it, how is it going to affect business ventures we may be involved in it's all about the money and less about the politics we see that or helping you and I as taxpayers of this country we see that with what's going on in Washington today nothing about you and I they're more concerned about each other and and you look at President Trump named it. It is a swamp, and, it's, and he, he may have, you know, pumped off some of the top layer. I think there's several more layers that we have to get through to get back to some sort of normalcy where politics mean taking care of those that they're supposed to be taking care of. Now, uh, about seven hours ago, uh, CNN, of course, the uh, <laughs> just an interesting news source, they put up a, an article on their website that says, Joe Biden is the clear 2020 front runner now. <laughs> it's like, how do you arrive at this? <laughs> I just, they, uh, this, this Chris, uh, Chris Alyssa, um, says that Joe Biden uh, and then Bernie Sanders is right behind him, and then Kamala Harris, which I've always referred to as Hillary Light, is uh, number three. Um, this Pete Bootygag or whatever his name is that that no one's ever heard of, he's number four. Um, Elizabeth Warren is number five. Beto is number six. Uh, Klobuchar is number seven. Uh, Cory Booker, Obama Light, is uh, number eight. Uh, Gillibrand is number nine, and of course Julian Castro is number ten. And I find this very strange that uh, you know the, the media doesn't like Bernie, but the media definitely doesn't like Tulsi Gabbard. And she's not even in the top ten. I'm like, guys, first of all, Klobuchar is <laughs> a horrible candidate. And this Peter Booty Gay guy, I've never even heard of this guy. How do these people get into this get, get into this top ten? <laughs> I find I, I, this look amazing. It, I, I think they... I, I think they have a meeting in the morning and they pull it out of, you know, names out of a hat. That's the only thing I can figure out because I don't believe, you know, and, and I really, it's horrible to say this, but I don't believe anything that they say. I don't believe anything most of the main me- mainstream media says. They make up the narrative that they want to push forward. Oh, yeah. Next week, next week this could shift back and forth. But some of these candidates, I've, like you said, I've never even heard of them. Never mind, nor have I had the time yet to really get into their policy. But it's, they're going to try and push whom they want. Want, but they've got to be careful because Bernie's side is this year, and this is what I think they have to be aware of. Bernie's side is saying if you don't support Bernie this year and he doesn't get, or next year, doesn't get the nomination, we're not giving you our vote. And that will, I mean, I don't think the, de- the Dems have oh, a, a yeah. chance. I, I, but that's really going to be a problem for them. And uh, look, at if they were going to pick anybody, the Democrats, but they chased this individual out of their camp, I think if they had the uh, ex-CEO of uh, Starbucks, I don't agree with a lot of stuff he says, but he's articulate. He would have been a great candidate for the Democratic Party, something I would have been worried about running Donald Trump against. But, you know, good they don't want the cream of the crop. Oh, yeah. They want this yeah. brew of, of diverse individuals, and then they just want to make up stories about them on a 
daily and weekly basis and come up with their top 10 list. And again, that top 10 list will, something may happen and they'll just keep adjusting it on a daily basis. Well, and, the, and you look at this, you look at this top 10, you know, I, I like Elizabeth Warren, but I still just can't get past the whole, she supported Hillary thing when clearly it had been, they had stolen the nomination from Bernie. Right. And she still right. was like, okay, I'm right there. I'm going to help you out. So I still can't get past her. Uh, Julian Castro, the only reason he's running is because he's got that last name. And I think he was in the Obama White House for like a cup of coffee. <laughs> so I'm like, that guy's there. Um, Kristen Gillibrand, I... I, I don't think she's known nationally, so I really don't think that people are gonna are gonna get behind this. And Cory Booker, I just <laughs> I don't like that guy either. No. Uh, no. And and I know they've got this big fascination with Beto. Oh God, they love Beto. <laughs> They're absolutely in love with him. But you know the 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 interesting thing about you know uh, Elizabeth Warren. From here in Massachusetts, you know, with the with the Boston Globe, probably two months ago came out and basically told her to pack her bags and come home. She, you know, doesn't have a, <laughs> have awesome. a chance. And I mean, the hypocrisy behind her, you know, you brought her name up. Here's here's someone telling us about the cost of college education, and we have to, you know, we should be giving free college education. Here's an individual who charged Harvard University four hundred thousand dollars to teach one course, or four hundred thirty thousand. Uh, excuse me, yeah, $430,000. And she's worried about the cost of college education. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. They talk out of both sides of their mouth. And her, her politics are purely attack, 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 attack Donald Trump, attack Donald Trump. Fine. If you're going to attack him on an issue of immigration, tell me what your immigration policy is. Get up there and talk about your policy, not how much you dislike the other candidate. I want to hear what you have to say. That's what we've got to get back to. We've got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here in our broadcast. Uh, Gary S. Goldman is with us. He is the nationally recognized host of Business, Politics, and Lifestyles, a weekly talk program airing on WCRN 830 in the metro Boston area. And uh, he joins us live here on Skype Audio and uh, sort of discussing this uh, run for president by uh, Joe Biden. And uh, a, a lot of folks are really excited for whatever reason. Uh, they there's a lot of folks also that say that Biden should use Trump's tactics. What? <laughs> really? <laughs> he, he couldn't. He could never do it. I mean, he could just. He could never do it. It would. He he wouldn't know where to start to begin with. Um, look, at, I've been watching Joe on the trail when he stops and gives these talks, and for whatever reason, he, he's not, he's coming across. Uh, not that articulate. He's coming across very. Uh, uh, his his positions are very. You know, eh, you know. He doesn't really get into anything, and I think he's just still feeling his way out. And hopefully, hopefully, he will not be the nominee going forward. Because there's a part of me that's always concerned at someone like Biden. Because you know, I think if President Trump should have learned anything in the midterms. Look, I have no problem with his tweeting. A lot of people that supported him don't like the tweeting. They're looking for a little change, and I think they think Biden's the guy to do it. I don't think Joe has the energy to do it. Otherwise, he would have been the first guy in this race. Well, and that that's that's another thing. It's like they it's like literally whoever is is pining for this Joe Biden thing. It's like they were kicking and screaming and shoving him out the door, and. He was he was going to announce, and then he didn't announce, and then he thought about running, and then he decided not to, and it just it is it has become such a mess. Yeah, it, it is it is absolutely you know insane, and at some point I think they you know the party the Democratic Party has to start getting through this list and getting to people and figuring a way they're going to um, you know diminish some of these. Candidate, potential candidates for president. There's too many of them out there, and, and I think it's going to lose. You know, they're going to lose time and value in what they're trying to get across. I don't really think they have a platform. I'm not sure what they even stand for um, anymore. I think 
uh, Speaker Pelosi has lost control of this party, and it, it's going to go through some, you know, downs before it moves to any type of opposition again. And uh, again, I think the, the person that's going to create their, mo- their biggest problem going forward in this election cycle, I think, is Bernie Sanders. Well, see, the the, the last time uh, everybody was angry because they, they thought, well, you know, you want a populist candidate, which was what everybody was like, oh, well, that's what Trump is. Okay, well, then elect Bernie, you know, put Bernie Sanders up there to go up against Trump. And I really think if they would have done that, it would have been fantastic because you would have had two distinct different sides. And... People like Bernie, but they went ahead and were so motivated to put Hillary in there, and people don't like Hillary. <laughs> so it, it, and they're sort of pushing Biden through with that Hillary philosophy. You know that here's the guy that can come in, here's the guy that can take it, uh, and I just don't think that's that's the case. I, I'm not again. I, I just don't think that's going to happen, and I think. Not that I want to see Bernie up against uh, President Trump, but I think he'd probably give him, you know, a pretty good run for his money. Um, look at here in Boston, the students love Bernie Sanders because the more the more he talks about giving things away, even though in reality his multi-millions were not ba- made on socialistic behavior. Um, they love, you know, there's an element of our population that love that give me, give me, give me, you know, whether we spoiled our that generation of children and handed them everything, or they just don't understand, I think it's a combination thereof, they don't understand how it all really works, that we can only give so long before it runs out. But I think, um, you know, when, when Bernie talks, and you see groups at Bernie's uh, rallies, or even these town hall meetings, far outdo what Joe Biden's able to pull, pull together right now. It's a heck of a deal. We've got Gary S. Goldman with us today, the nationally recognized host of Business of Politics and Lifestyles, weekly talk show airing on WCRN 830 in the metro Boston area. Well, before we let you go, my friend, what do you have lined up for the uh, program this week? We're going to talk uh, immigration again. We, we've got some individuals. I have a uh, federal agent coming on to the show and uh, some individuals from some uh, groups along the border that, you know, are going to tell us the uh, the true story as to what's going on. You know, those on the left can, can close their eyes, hold up the funding, but we have a national crisis going on in this country on the border, and I think we're seeing it in a number of different ways, crime, and now health in regard to health care diseases that are coming into this country. And the fact that the, 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 you know, the Democrats want to stop the funding so that the president can't uh, keep anybody there. He has to let them go. He won't have enough beds to hold them. So I'm hoping he does load up the buses and send them to every sanctuary city across the state that are, that are now turning around and trying to sue the president, even though they want to be sanctuary cities. So <laughs> figure that one out. But, uh, it's, I, you know, I think immigration is, I think immigration is a hot topic and I think the president's going to keep that hot. And whether he does or not, I think it's a big problem in this country today that we really, really have to deal with. Well, I appreciate you making time for us today, and we will uh, talk to you soon. Thank you, man. My pleasure, James. Have a great day. Appreciate it, brother. There he goes, Gary S. Goldman. We're going to take a timeout. When we come back, Mike Orlando will join us. Yes. He sounds like a either a radio guy. Mike Orlando. Mornings with Mike Orlando. Or he sounds like a pro wrestler. I'm coming to get you, Mike Orlando. We've got more coming up. The Jiggy Jaguar Radio. While education might be the door to success, exam is the key to that door. The Exam Passport is perhaps one of the most important books written in the 21st century in academic history. Education is a systematic gift, a gift from experience, and a gift to experience. We as students must forward it on likewise in our various capacities, but not just the same. It was given to us. We must constantly engage with it, ponder it, analyze it, prove it, redesign it, and lastly, distribute it. To satisfy this implied obligation, we must apply our own originality and search for exceptionality and knowledge. So we are required to give education forward. We can give it better and give it more of it to the very best of our acquisition. 
says MSC Simpson Young Abu. It consists of topics such as the following accountability, learning style, memory, significance of forgetting, preparation and planning, achieving top grade, and many other topics. Available globally in perfect bounds offcover. Black and white. Dust check and hardcover. Black and white. Ebook. Purchase at your favorite book retailer from Blackwell's Exhibitus. Amazon. Also available in ebook and Kindle edition. Student exam passport. Tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. More coming right now. Brand new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. These folks, absolutely amazing. Check out podcasts.apple.com. Find, I'll leave you with this. With Dustin Chaffin. Absolutely amazing. Also, check out ComedyCake.com for more information. This podcast, absolutely fantastic. I'll leave you with this with Dustin Chaffin. It is uh, absolutely amazing. They've got uh, several great episodes up there. Rel Rattle, Goomba Johnny, are a few that come to mind. And, of course, Harris Stratton as well. James Matron as well. It's got a 5 Review on Apple Podcasts. Dustin Shaven is a veteran of the NYC comedy scene, HBO Crashing, Showtime White Boys in the Hood, Sirius XM regular, and of course he has interviews with top comedians and artists. So check this out today. Also, you can get more information of the archives, comedycake.com. Check out comedycake.com slash archives slash 61424. And tell them, you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. Check out anchor.fm slash fatboy-chronicles. It's the Fatboy Chronicles. Just a dude who loves to podcast and give advice. Follow him on Instagram at B-O-L-L-I-V-E-R, the number 31. He is absolutely amazing. Check him out today. He's got some great podcasts about stop giving dudes your energy. You want a Nipsey, but you are a lure. Being a man and dating over 30. Check it out today at anchor.fm slash the fat boy dash chronicles. A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M slash F-A-T-B-O-Y dash C-H-R-O-N-I-C-L-E-S. Peacemaker Coffee understand the ritual of the pour-over is like a meditation. There's no machine in your way, no flashing green lights, no electric power cords, just you and a few simple tools. The final cup is reminiscent of one from a drip coffee maker, but noticeably more delicate and complex. With Peacemaker Coffee, observe the bloom. Experience the first trace of coffee steam. Notice how the spiral of the pour alters the final cup. This simple experience gets you in tune with your coffee. Peacemaker Coffee Company is a coffee company that supports law enforcement and knows how to make a great cup of coffee. Peacemaker Coffee is dedicated to the men and women serving in this great country of ours and to the men and women who support them. Visit their website today. PeacemakerCoffeeCompany.com In Kansas. Call Jiggy right now. 267-22-Jiggy. He's realizing Jiggy Jaguar is better than me. I'm totally serious about that, too. Presenting Jiggy Jaguar. Yes, indeed, it is the world-famous Cheeky Jaguar Radio Broadcast. We are coast-to-coast, border-to-border on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty. Of course, the uh, big broadcast comes to you each and every week on Talk America Live. And you can find us at JiggyJaguar.com as well. J-I-G-G-Y-J-G-U-A-R.com. Get a hold of us online today. Also find our app. It's available in both the app stores, iPod and Google Play. And, of course, uh, ladies and gentlemen, find us at J-I-G-G-Y-J-G-U-A-R.com. Introducing your answers to starting your own business. This is one of our brand new marketing partners today. Do's and don'ts to guarantee a smooth sailing journey. Testimonials from renowned marketers who kickstarted fabulous businesses, which you can follow in the footsteps. Yes, from Stan Douglas Jr., you can text him 541 892 3613. 
Text him at 541-892-3613. Write it down. It's 541-892-3613. Dear respected marketer, determined to be a successful entrepreneur by starting your own business? Realistically, many people have fabulous ideas but have no idea how to pull through with it. Starting up your very own business sounds impressive. Getting to work as your own boss at your own hours and at your own pace. However, these successes don't just come overnight. What exactly must be done in order to start up a successful business? What niche should you start with? How much should you put aside? Etc. 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 Presenting to you the guide which will answer all of your questions right at your fingertips. Start up your very own kick-ass business. Tips to fuel you through thoroughly. Try zero-hour workdays right now at warriors.com slash O2 slash A slash BZM 2V slash zero. Your guide to all of your answers. Text him, 541-892-3613. And tell him, you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. Let's get into it right now with Mike Orlando. What do you buy Jordan's Juice Barbecue Sauce? Juice it up with Jordan's online at jordansjuice.com. Yes, indeed. It is the big broadcast. Coast to coast and bottom to bottom. Check out jiggyjackwire.com for more information. Also, iHeartRadio. Find us on TuneIn, iTunes, and of course, Twitch live streaming our Sunday radio broadcast each and every week. Social media as well. You can do all that on our app at JiggyJagwire.com. Let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners before we get to our second segment here on Transmedia Worldwide. PetStoreInMore.com. You know I love the pets. You see them all on Instagram and Facebook and everything. But I know that lots of the fans and the folks, they love pets as well. It's an online pet store offering pet accessories, pet supplies for pets both large and small. You can find everything for horses, reptiles, fish, cats, dogs, and more. Find it now at PetStoreInMore.com. That's PetStoreAndMore.com. We'll spell it for you. P-E-T-S-T-O-R-E-N-M-O-R-E dot C-O-M. That's PetsAndMore.com. PetStoreAndMore.com. PetStoreAndMore.com. We're going to say it one more time for you. PetStoreAndMore.com. And tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. Right now, our second segment, firing up here on the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar Radio Broadcast. And for our uh, next segment here on our broadcast, we go to the telephones. We have got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on the telephone. And, uh, Mike, give give us a little bit on your background here, my friend. Uh, I guess two words, adrenaline mob. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> kind of says it right there. <laughs> well, I'll, 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 I'll tell you, you have a uh, you have a heck of a background. You have just uh, recently uh, released this uh, performance video. Tell us a little bit about this video that's out there online. Yes, yes, it's uh, from my Sonic Stop Live DVD that. I just released. Um, we had Guitar World premiere uh, the video Burn from the DVD. Um, very excited about it, very proud of it. Great cast of players, extremely talented guys in the band. Achilles Priester on drums, absolute monster, Junior Corelli and Fernando Casada on keys and bass. And we had an absolute time, uh, an absolute blast, you know, tracking it uh, and a great time you know, filming it. So that's what I'm, uh, I'm supporting right at the moment. Well, I'll tell you, 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 you've got a, a heck of a deal here. So, um, so, so talk to us a little bit about, uh, th- this, this whole deal of, of putting this video together, getting it out there, all these things. Sure. So Sonic Stop is an instrumental band. I've been doing it since about 2007. I guess I released my first album and then the second one, 
in uh, 2010, right before I started uh, Adrenaline Mob. So I've always been doing it, always toured, doing uh, a lot of stuff out of the country, and, and then Adrenaline Mob took over, so I kind of just focused on that. Um, and now I'm back doing it, and uh, this is a, a live DVD of some of the performances from the first and second album. And um, it's just a, a great batch of really cool songs, instrumental stuff, not just guitar craziness, but cool songs, you know, to start with, and then, you know, some cool guitar over it. So, so it's a lot of fun, and I think everyone will enjoy it. We've got Mike Orlando with us today, Adrenaline Mob, and of course, uh, he's released as a burn performance video, and uh, we wanted to uh, chat with him today here on our big program about this, and uh, you are uh, just renowned for your guitar skills. Uh, t- tell us tell us what, you know, what, what led you to picking up a guitar years and years ago. <laughs> well, thank you for, uh, for the kind words. I appreciate that. Um, man, I started playing guitar in single digits. You know, I was a little kid, and uh, basically because I, I play guitar because of Les Paul. My father uh, had me listen to Les Paul when I was probably from five and on. And uh, Les Paul, Mary Ford was always playing, and it just, it, I just gravitated instantly towards it and always wanted to play like Les, you know, and then came the rock guys and once I heard Randy and Eddie and all the greats and the masters, I was like, all right, rock guitarist. <laughs> That's it. That's what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> we have got uh, Mike Orlando with us today. He joins us live here in a broadcast, Coast to Coast and Boulder to Boulder on TuneIn, iTunes, and Radio Loyalty. Now, what's been some of the feedback you've gotten on this uh, this premiere since it was on uh, Guitar World fairly recently? I've, I've gotten nothing but great responses, man. I, I'm I'm very um, very happy that the people are enjoying the the playing, but also the music. It's not just about the guitar, like I say. There's great drum performances. There's great keys and great bass, and you know, real cool music. So I think people across the across the board are enjoying all the players on the DVD, which is what you, what you really want. And um, you know, of course, there's a lot of guitar work. <laughs> that's for sure um, but at best you know people are enjoying the, the, the music as a whole so I'm really excited about that so uh, now that you've, you've kind of got this going and, and you're you're running around out there again and, and, and making things happen what, what what's next for you as an artist and everything yeah um, like I said I'm, I'll be pushing this for a while and hopefully you know get to do some touring with it I think I'll be heading over to South America you know in a few months to do some Sonic Stomp stuff. But I'm in the studio now working really hard on, on multiple albums. Um, two of them are for a label that I, I can't announce yet because the label yeah. wants to announce them first. So, But you'll hear about it in about a month or so. Um, I'm also working on a great album with uh, my friend Corey Glover of Living Color. We're working on a new album and a new band to launch hopefully you know when it's all done we're about nine songs in and it's some of the best stuff i've ever done so uh i'm working on that i'm working on an album with my buddies from uh nocturnal over in south america as i always travel down there and, and to brazil and do a lot of work there and that's where the dvd is is filmed actually so i'm hard at work in the studio and then hopefully after that i'll be hard at work on the road well, good stuff. Well, Mike, you are fantastic. Uh, it's been an honor and a privilege to talk to you. And thanks for coming on and chatting with us about this because this this is a heck of a uh, heck of a deal. I've seen the video; it is amazing, my friend. Thank you, thank you for your kind words, and it was my pleasure to speak to you, my friend. Now, before we let you go, uh, if people yep. want to find you on the web or social media or whatever, yep. how do they do that exactly? Yeah, hit me up Facebook, Instagram, Michael Orlando Music. You can't miss me. All the links are there for the for the DVD, and you can also go to Shredneck.com. They are the U.S. and international dealers, uh, distributors of the DVD, as well as BlackRock in Brazil has a beautiful package, and King Records in Japan has put out a phenomenal double album, CD, DVD, and a bonus track along with the DVD. So that's King Records over in Japan. So pretty much can get it anywhere in the world. Fantastic. Well, have yourself a wonderful afternoon, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, man. 
Thank you very much, Mike. Appreciate it. Thank you, Mike. There he goes. Mike Orlando. The legendary Mike Orlando. We got more coming up. MyPreciousGiftEmporium.com sells jewelry, home decor, clothing, crystal, toys, shoes, boots, electronics, lighting, furniture, and vacation rentals. MyPreciousGiftEmporium.com is also an eBay affiliate, so shop as you please. It provides quick, safe, and secure access to the eBay website. Check out MyPreciousGiftEmporium.com. MyPreciousGiftEmporium.com. 247-365. The Jiggy Jaguar radio program continues. Welcome back to our big broadcast. We are more is available at J-I-G-G-Y and Media Worldwide. While education might be the door to success, exam is the key to that door. The Exam Passport is perhaps one of the most important books written in the 21st century in academic history. Education is a systematic gift, a gift from experience, and a gift to experience. We as students must forward it on likewise in our various capacities, but not just the same. It was given to us. We must constantly engage with it, ponder it, analyze it, prove it, redesign it, and lastly, distribute it. To satisfy this implied obligation, we must apply our own originality and search for exceptionality and knowledge. So we are required to give education forward. We can give it better and give it more of it to the very best of our acquisition. Says MSC Simpson Young Abu. It consists of topics such as the following accountability, learning style, memory, significance of forgetting, preparation and planning, achieving top grade, and many other topics. Available globally in perfect bound softcover. Black and white. Dust check and hardcover. Black and white. Ebook. Purchase at your favorite book retailer from Blackwell's Exhibitus. Amazon, also available in ebook and Kindle edition. Student exam passport. Tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. More coming right now. Motherfuckers, crank it. You've got Jiggy Jaguar. Podcasting from www.jiggyjaguar.com. Yes, indeed. It is our world famous Jiggy Jaguar radio broadcast. We're going to get to our next segment here in just a few moments. Thanks for joining us here on our big program. And, of course, uh, J-I-G-G-Y-J-H-E-U-A-R.com. Find us on KFRK in Denver. Of course, the World Radio Network. 50-plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world. Amazon Alexa. AMFM247.com. We've got a good segment coming up here in just a few moments. But uh, before we do that, let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners, Transmedia Worldwide, your guide to all of your answers. Learn secrets which can enable your profits to overflow and keep your business erect for centuries. By developing these skills, you can build a strong reputation for your company, which your great, 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 Etc. Grandchildren will be talking about. Take the step toward creating a colossal business and make your competitors grit their teeth in rage. Entrepreneurship has been known to be one of the most successful careers over, over, and over ever before because your imagination and initiative is the limit so instead of spending ages tearing your hair out pondering the answers or starting up your own business with a huge flop why not take it from me take it from the experts who have who have has more salt than you and I and who have shared their secrets in this exclusive package here's what you can learn everything you will need to know about starting up your own business how to handle your finances human resource learning to manage them planning your infrastructure step-by-step manual on how to do so making your company IT friendly targeting the right market what to look out for in your competitors advertising your business profile well following up with your companion companies throughout and so much more Take on these steps, which any beginner can master by putting in effort, hard work, and time, and watch your persistence pay off. So, how much are you willing to pay for this? I understand that not many people have spare money lying around just to spend on any items, but we're offering you a certified low-cost deal at only $97. $27. 
This is a digital download. You will instantly be directed to a download page upon purchase. All the answers at the top of your fingers. Just one click away, and we'll sweeten the deal for you. 100% satisfaction guarantee, or it's your money back. Don't think. Don't wonder. Just try. Purchase this and test drive it, risk-free for the next 60 days. If it doesn't meet your strict expectations, you can always ask for your money back. No haggles, no hassles. I'll show the entire risk of your purchase so that you don't have to. You have absolutely nothing to lose. So text Stan Douglas Jr. at 541-892-3613. Text him right now, 541-892-3613. That's right. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. So act now and place your order through the secure server, even if it's 2 in the morning. Best wishes. Text him, Stan Douglas Jr., 541-892-3613. It is absolutely amazing. And check it out today. And tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. And uh, we are going to go to Alan K. Patch right now. He is on our big broadcast. And uh, akpatchauthor.com is the place to find Alan. He is absolutely amazing. He's got all sorts of different things going on today. And uh, check out his great, incredible novels over there at akpatchauthor.com. That's akpatchauthor.com. Jack DeForest Kelly, better known as Dr. Leonard or Bones McCoy from the hit series Star Trek, is our subject today with A.K. Patch. The TV show helped to propel interest in science fiction, and Bones McCoy is one of the most interesting and innovative characters. We're going to talk about his career and some of his memorable quotes. Now, first of all, tell me a little bit about DeForest's early history, because uh, DeForest Kelly was always one of my favorite characters from that original Star Trek series, my friend. Uh, great to be back with you, Jiggy. Yeah, you know, we always uh, have something interesting to talk about, and yeah, this guy's one of my favorite characters, too. And this interesting thing about Star Trek is, is really the series kind of transcends a few generations. You know, I mean, it started in the 60s, but it's still going. And, uh, you know, a lot of TV shows or movies, you know, they have their sort of time in the sun and then they're gone. But Star Trek has lasted. And McCoy is really uh, an interesting character. Let's go through a little bit of his uh, early life. Uh, you know, he grew up in Georgia. He was born in 1920. His father was a Baptist minister and he sort of, you know, spent a lot of time singing at the church. And uh, the, the thing is, he wanted to be a doctor. It's funny how he becomes a doctor later in the show. But, uh, you know, the Depression got in the way, never really sort of carried through on that. He made a visit to Long Beach when he was 17 years old, and like a lot of people, they go to California one time, kind of fall in love and stay there, and that's what he did. Um, but, you know, uh, <clears throat> World War II came about that time, and uh, he served on active duty, but then later he started making Navy training films, Jiggy, and that's where he got discovered by a talent scout. Wow, that's pretty awesome. We have got uh, Alan K. Patch with us today. Alan joins us live. Check out akpatchauthor.com for more information. And uh, the books are absolutely incredible. Go over to akpatchauthor.com and check out Passage Delphi, Delphi's Chosen, and, of course, Journey from Delphi. Now, uh, Alan K. Patch is with us today. We're talking about uh, DeForest Kelly from Star Trek. Now, how did he get going in show business? I know that you you, you mentioned that he sent off some... Uh, some some films and uh, was discovered uh, making Navy training films. Uh, continue on here. Talk to me about some of the film roles and things that he did. Well, you know, early on he was able to land uh, some parts in, you know, variety shows and movies. I mean, movies and things like that. But, you know, the funny thing was is he started making westerns more than anything. And it turns out that he was really the villain most of the time, you know. <laughs> So, uh, you know, he had to sort of make a change from that because he's getting a little bit typecast of that. Uh, but, you know, in the end, um, he made another, he was on like the set of the of the Western show, The Virginian, which I remember from watching. That's as awesome. The Virginian, baby, yes. Yeah, not a, not a, bad, uh, not a bad show. And the funny thing was, is, is Leonard McCoy, who turned out to be Mr. Spock in the series, was also an actor on that set, and that's where they met for the first time. And uh, later on, Gene Roddenberry, who's um, you know the writer-producer of Star Trek, he made some other pilot pilots for TV shows that didn't work. Um, and uh, DeForest Kelly was an actor on a couple of those shows, so he must have liked them, because when the time came for Star Trek to... 
um, run as pilot, um, he wanted uh, DeForest to be Dr. McCoy, but the, but the producer didn't like him. He wanted someone, someone else, so he didn't get the role right away. It took a while. I think it came in maybe in the second season, and then he became Dr. McCoy. The funny thing was is, is Gene Roddenberry wanted to offer him either part, either Mr. Spock's part or Dr. McCoy's part. Can you imagine that, Jiggy? Wow, that would change the show. Absolutely amazing. It is. Uh, Alan K. Patch is with us today. Check out uh, akpatchauthor.com for more information on the great books, Passage at Delphi, Delphi's Chosen, and uh, Journey from Delphi, and they're available on Amazon as well. And uh, go to Amazon Books and start with Passage at Delphi. It is fantastic. Now, um, what is interesting and entertaining about Bones McCoy and his verbal battles with Mr. Spock? Well, I, it, it's a beautiful thing, the way they set up um, the characters in Star Trek. And, uh, you know, you, Captain Kirk, who's, who's the commander, who's faced with all these decisions, he's going to make on the spot sometimes, and occasionally they can be thoughtful about it, but sometimes he's going to make decisions on the spot. And his, his two uh, commanders, you know, beneath him, Spock and Dr. McCoy, those, those were his friends and his advisors. So, so on one hand, you have Spock, who's Vulcan, who's uh, very much uh, brought up on logic, maybe with some sort of underlying um, humanity in him, because his mother is human. Uh, and then you have McCoy, who's kind of, you know, gruff, and of course he's a, he's a physician, so he, he deals in logic, but he's really very much more emotional. So it sets off, you know, sets up all these wonderful uh, sort of uh, jousting battles between them as to which is the best way to solve the problem that uh, Captain Kirk is, is presented with. You know, and it's, it's kind of funny if you think about it, you know, Spock is logic, and McCoy is kind of emotion and empathy. Uh, you know, this is the age-old issue half the time. You know, how do you, how do you solve a problem? Do you solve it with logic? Do you solve it with emotion and empathy? I mean, that's the kind of thing we're still dealing with right now, right? I mean, every, every nation in the world is still dealing with those questions. What is the proper proportion of each? So it is a beautiful uh, sort of the way that they play them off against each other. They respect each other. Uh, but they're always kind of jousting, and uh, it's really humorous. And that's that's uh, what we should get into next, Jiggy. <laughs> we have got a fantastic, fantastic segment here with Alan K. Patch. AKPatchAuthor.com is the website, AKPatchAuthor.com. Now, what was his well-known lines and zingers? Well, he's really known for, uh, you know, sort of being placed in a position where he has to do something that, that that's not his profession. He always come up with this line, I'm a, I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer, Jim, or I'm a doctor, not, I'm not an escalator or a coal miner. He'd always come up with that line that, at different times, and it was always funny because they, they were trying to get him to do something he really wasn't prepared to do or sort of experienced to do. Uh, you know, they, there's so many of them, and they have context, so it's always good to go back and watch all the replays. You can probably get them on YouTube or something, um, but uh, there's always context. Uh, but one of my favorite ones is, is this. Um, someone had stolen Spock's brain, some, some alien or something, and uh, then, then Bones McCoy, he had to put the brain back in. Of course, he doesn't know how to do the surgery, and some, some device helps him to do it, but he puts Spock's brain back in, and then when Spock is himself again, he gets up and he starts talking some sort of, you know, <laughs> Spock talk, and, and uh, Bones McCoy goes, I never should have reconnected his mouth. <laughs> it is the fantastic Alan K. Patch. Check out akpatchauthor.com for more information. Now, um, he passed away at uh, 79 in 1999. Talk to me a little bit about how his death and, and everything. Well, it's uh, it's too bad. I think he had uh, sort of a stomach ailment. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, I think he may have been one of the first um, members of the original crew to pass away something like that, but uh, unfortunate. But you can see him in a lot of the movies that were made uh, subsequent to the TV series. I mean, uh, they were in a bunch of them before. Uh, I don't know how many they made before 1999, but he was definitely in a lot of them. And uh, he always still cuts up with these great lines. Uh, you know, another one of my favorite ones is, is uh, he is, he had, he had uh, done something, and uh, he goes to Captain Kirk, by golly, Jim, I'm beginning to think I can fix a rainy day. Now, those are the type of, of zingers that he would come up with, and, and also in perfect timing, so they're great writers for this show. 
We've got Alan K. Patch with us today. How did this show affect your writing as a uh, time travel thriller series? Well, uh, think about this. I mean, you, you know, uh, so many of the new concepts were brought up on the show, uh, this idea of space travel, um, but also of time travel. And, uh, you know, as a youngster, uh, growing up in the 60s, I loved this show. And this whole concept of time travel came through. And, uh, you know, later on, here I am, I, I've written a an international time travel thriller series. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's interesting for an author to take this concept and move it into a plot. And uh, that's what I do. You know, time travel is a vehicle I use to move my characters between the past, present, and future. I do that through the Temple of Delphi, which is the sort of revered site of the Oracle of Delphi in Greece. But uh, that's how I do it. I, I, I am able to take characters who... Uh, might be from the past and put them in the present and and see what happens to them. Same thing, you know, present day characters, throw them in the past, see see how it all goes to hell on them. <laughs> well, uh, that about wraps it up here. Check out akpatchauthor.com for more information. And, Alan, we will uh, talk to you next week. Thank you, my friend. All right, Jiggy. Great Appreciate talk. it. There he goes, Alan K. Patch. That wraps it up. We'll see you next time.